0: Hey podcast, uh, before we get into podcast, when I say hey podcast, I mean all of you who are listening. So first of all, thank you for listening. Second of all, uh, two little things for you to know about before we get into today's podcast. One, the Monday to Monday playlist uh, that Mike Boyd and I curate each week on Monday with uh, a lot of incredible music from a ton of emerging stars especially if you're into Latin trap and hip hop. It's really made for you. Obviously if you're Caleb and you love metal, not for you but if you are uh, the majority of people that enjoy hip hop or Latin trap, m- very, very much up for you. And so you can see that on Apple and on Spotify, Monday to Monday. I'm not sure exactly what, if you search Monday to Monday it should pop up? That should be good. Search Monday to Mo- Monday to Monday on those two platforms to subscribe to the playlist. And I hope you listen and I hope you enjoy this podcast.
1: This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What's up, everyone? For today's episode, Gary sits down to hear NFL receiver and Vayner Sports client Allen Robinson's origin story. They talk about adversity and how his doubters pushed him forward. So make sure to hit him up and leave a review to let us know what you thought. And I hope you enjoy. Super excited about today's
0: uh, podcast. I have Allen Robinson, superstar wide receiver for Chicago Bears, uh, former Jacksonville Jaguar. Why don't you tell the Vayner Nation a little bit of just about yourself and a whole. If somebody was just meeting you, they're like, yo, what's good? Who are you?
2: Yeah, so for me, uh, growing up, born and raised in uh, Detroit, Michigan, you know, I think, uh, again, now that I'm in, in Chicago, you know, it's very similar. You know, so a lot of things as far as me growing up, you know, I can just kind of relate to as far as city-wise, things like that, you know, and also, even, you know, going to Penn State, you know, I, I give a lot of respect to Detroit and to my parents, you know what I mean, because that kind of molded me to be, you know, everything at where I'm at today, even as far as, you know, knowing how to get through adversity, you know, knowing the value of just having a work ethic. You know, I think that's something that's 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 very like not understood for a lot of people. You know, people are given a lot of things, you know, even when it comes to me and just kind of. Been able to, you know, I'm saying, dig back into different situations and relate different situations in my life. You know, I can kind of attest to things that when I was younger, you know, things that my things that my dad told me. You know, things that was instilled in me me from.
0: Give me something. Give me a. When I love that, and that's what I'm about, as you know. So like, give me give me a straight up story right off the bat of something that you either did that was good, bad, or indifferent, or somebody did something bad, good, and different to you, and pop. I would say
2: uh, the big. A thing that really sticks to me in high school is, you know, for me... Um, so you're in high school. I'm in high school. How
0: good of an athlete are you at that
3: point?
2: At that point in time, I'll probably say I'm a I'm a decent athlete. You know, I'm, I'm kind of smaller. In? This is my freshman year. Actually, I would say going into high school. So like from eighth going from the eighth to, grade yeah. to the ninth grade. I wanted to go to the public school, you know, that was around...
0: Your around were. my
2: area because my friends were going there you know a lot of the coaches and things like that knew me they had watched me play little league and stuff like that growing up you know but again in middle school I wasn't the best student you know I would get in trouble you know doing <laughs> doing doing stupid stuff you know? f- getting suspended from school <laughs> you know what I'm saying like the normal like stuff yeah. so my parents they wanted to send and, me And paint away. the
0: picture for me how rough or not rough like in the scale of like one is yeah. like rough to like ten is like Beverly Hill like where where is your neighborhood that you grew up in, yeah. in the Detroit area?
2: Um, so I grew up like, growing up, I grew up actually in Detroit, and then we actually moved to Southfield. So, I would probably say I went from, like, a two to three to, like, a five. Okay. So, um, but again, just kind of, and even in that situation, I'll kind of dive into that a little bit later. But, you know, going back from eighth to ninth grade, you know, for me, I wanted to go to the to the public school. You know, that's where everybody who was familiar with me, I was familiar with everybody, you know. But my parents wanted me to get away from that. And they wanted me to get away from that to have a different experience, you know, because they, they saw where I, in their eyes, they saw where they thought I was headed. You know, so... And was
0: that professionally from a sports standpoint? It, nah, it was just, just... who you are as a... Because I get the yeah, privilege so of knowing was you. Yeah, just going down... They just knew you had something. Yeah, they,
2: yeah and they just didn't want me to go down the wrong road. You yeah. know, getting caught up in stuff with my friends and stuff like that. So they sent me to a prep school, an all-boys prep school at that, which and is were like... were you just like dead? I was devastated. Like, like
0: when they really finally laid down the like, you're going. When devastated. probably Pops looked at you and said, you're going. Did you like literally... I mean, I'm trying to think of your age group. Did you go like on AOL or like did you go outside and be like yo
2: this. yes exactly yeah that's exactly what it I was know you know you so
0: you went to your three best friends said this is some
2: because they had like seven on sevens and stuff right? after- definitely yeah because I mean for me I didn't I, I didn't know nobody who was going out there it probably was like an hour and some change away from like where I lived did, you know did that like that
0: have good diversity because they had good sports or was it a bunch of white kids
2: uh, a little bit of both. The okay. sports had diversity, but the rest actually. The school did it. Kind of Cliche. That,
0: <laughs> no, really, right? Yeah. Like good prep school, yeah. wants to be good at sports, exactly. bring in the athlete. Yeah. Of course, yeah, America. Fresh it's Prince. Is right? Fresh, Fresh Prince. Prince.
2: So. I going, So, like, that's exactly what it was. Did uh, you, like, think of yourself as Fresh Prince? For sure. Especially once I was, like, a senior. Yeah, and you like...
0: are cute, so I could see how you could pull that <laughs> off. I get it. Go ahead.
2: So. You know, so then you would throw all that in the mix. So then, like, and this is probably like half or through my eighth grade year. You know, um,
0: half through eighth grade year when they told you this is locked,
2: or this is like the play, like like this is uh-huh. like like in motion. You know, so I go to like kind of like. Cause did this they give is the it thing. to you
0: hard, like those kind of parents, or did they did mom like subtly start nah, hinting? Nah, subtly, subtly. You, subtly, yeah. you know, because uh-huh. even this school, strategy.
2: like, you could take visits. You know what I'm saying? So I took like I missed my own day at like regular school to take a visit to this school. You know what I'm and? saying? Like, and it was like it was You're like this the is glorious. the boring thing I've ever. <laughs> been a part of in my life i'm like this is i did not want to go here like so
0: so you like went through got in the car and like mom i'm not going yes
2: that's exactly like, literally <laughs> exactly how it was so then you go like a little bit so then my dad's like um you know like they had like a seven on seven, you know um kind of like in the spring so my dad took me up there i didn't get out the car i told him like i wasn't going there like, mm. i didn't get out the car mm. so long story short i had a conversation with one of my uh in the eighth grade, with like uh, one of the teachers, and he's like, you know, everybody raising hand who's going to who's going to Southfield High School. That's like the public school. Then it's like another school, like that's like across town. You know, what I'm saying raising hand, you going to this school? I didn't raise my hand for neither. And I just was that kid. So he like, so like, where are you going to school? You know, what I'm saying, I was like, I'm going to I'm going to Orchard Lake, and he's like, no, you're not. Like, you can't like get into Orchard Lake. You know, what I'm saying that kind of vibe. And from that moment, it switched.
0: Interesting.
2: It switched. From that moment forward, it was switched. No. Yep.
0: So, God. I- with that so, never that's forget who I that. am Like, when somebody said you couldn't, it made it interesting.
2: Yep, I'll never forget that. Like, that was like the moment, and I was like, okay, cool, I, I, like, I'm with it. Like, like I'll I'm accept the fact you. that, yep, I'll accept the fact that my parents want me to go there. I'm gonna go here, and then that's just that, to that's stick what it to it, Mr. Jones exactly, and for science. sure, for sure. And again, that's kind of where it was at for me. And then, and what um, happened?
0: Did you get, now I'm really into this story. Are you do you love it in September when you get there? Is it instant love? Do you so, hate it the first uh, three months, and then it got. Good. I
2: hated it the first senior year. senior girls
0: start I, liking you and you're I, like, oh, okay, wait a minute. Like, I, I hated I, it
2: the first year. I'll tell whole, you full why. The Yep. So for me, I'm playing freshman football. But mind you, I'm small. I play running back and cornerback at this time. You know what okay. I'm saying? I'm still a pretty good player, but going to any other school besides that one, I wasn't gonna play freshman.
0: You were not. No,
2: so I'm like, I'm playing freshman you. and this is frustrating and, and I'm telling my dad. More, you wouldn't have played? Or no, you would've I would have played, played either JV or varsity. Got
0: it, so their school team was that good?
2: Yeah, they were good. I'm not gonna lie, they were good, Got especially it. on varsity. But at still. the time, you're like,
0: yeah, 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 but, yeah. Okay, like, but in hindsight, like, yeah, I'm like, now that you're a superstar football player, you can say, yeah.
2: So it's like, I'm like, telling my. And why you
0: didn't you, you didn't have your growth spurt yet?
2: No, I probably was like five eight at the time.
0: And then how'd it go? So five then, freshman.
2: So then, fast forward to basketball season. I'm on freshman basketball, and I tell my dad, I'm like, like I'm like I'm Done. leaving this school. Like this is ridiculous. I hated
0: academically because it's probably harder yeah. than that and, grade and doing- scale
2: crazy. I'm on freshman, freshman football, freshman basketball. But then what about, bas- so,
0: what about socially?
2: Socially it was different. You know, I still kinda like have like my part? culture of, of of people who kinda came from the city as well. We all okay. kinda in the same mindset. Like of course. we all come from the city. It's like I we don't want to be here.
0: I see. Day one, you're looking around, you're like, I got you, I yeah, got you. Yeah, and like we you, don't right? want to you know what I'm
2: saying? We're all yeah. kinda on the same page. Like our parents got us out here, you know, <laughs> like it is what it is. Like like um, uh, the school used to send a bus to the city to pick us all up at like six o'clock in the morning. So they were your homies. Yeah. So we used to all take the bus in the morning, like every morning, but like, we hate this. Like, why are our parents sending us out here? Like, we all just want to go to our neighborhood schools. Like, so then fast forward to basketball, I'm on freshman, coming off the bench at that. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like super. You hate good. life. It's the worst. <laughs> so I think the first five to six games I now, have, I'm sorry
0: to interrupt you. Just knowing how successful you've been at the NFL level. I'm so happy right now, so much of what I do is for the 14 year old me. I had nobody to look up to, there was no entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. There was no cool entrepreneurship, there wasn't even entrepreneurship. I'm just so happy right now, because I know right this second, whether it's right this second, or in four weeks when somebody sees this, there's like a 15 year old that just now gets to use this comp, Yeah as like, like I, I'm on the bench in basketball. Yeah. And I think it's over, but wait a minute, what? Let me keep listening, go ahead.
2: So. First, I think first game, first six games, I have like come off the bench. Oh, I take that back. First two games, I came off the bench. I came off the bench in the first game. I had twenty eight. Came off the bench in the second game. I had like twenty six. So oh, now so you went crazy. Yeah. So now I'm starting. Next game, I have like twenty five. Next game, twenty six. Next game, like twenty eight. Next so game, falling? thirty. Halfway through the season, I'm on JV. But mind you, I started off freshman on the bench. Yeah. So then I get moved up to JV. Then I do the like I do the same thing on JV pretty much. And then like the coach comes to me, he's like, "Look, um, know, like I didn't want to start you, you know, to kind of mess up like the chemistry because like mm-hmm. we already had our starting point guard and everything. First but then we have like our league playoffs, even though it's JV. So I started for the playoffs. Wow. We end up losing the first game, but mm-hmm. now things are kind of starting to change a little bit. You know, because
0: um, you're getting some clout in school. Yeah,
2: and just <laughs> and just like it's it's more of a, it's Conference more of a, good. Yeah, so it's flowing. And again, like it was very competitive from like a bat from a sports standpoint because you got a lot of kids coming from all different places to come to this school to play sports. So it's was also two freshmen who came in the same year as me who played varsity. Wow. They they end up transferring their sophomore year. Really? Yep. They end up both of them end up transferring as sophomores.
0: Did either one of them go on to have good college or pro careers? Uh,
2: no, they did not. Okay. I think I think one of them um, he ended up playing in college, but um, I don't think he went to any big schools. But so then, um, and shout out my boy Juwan Moody and CJ because they they were they, they both were my guys, but um, <clears> they both ended up transferring their sophomore year, and then that's kind of when now it opened up for you. But everything started just kind of change. You know what I'm saying? Because I kind of was the guy who was like the, the grinder. You know what I'm saying? They came in, they played varsity. You know what I'm saying? And they so like
0: clout they had the hype
2: yeah but everything just kind of started to change and then going to my sophomore year i'm like six one and a half now
0: mm.
2: so i go from five eight to six one you know so um that's like five every, inches yeah. matter dustin everything started <laughs> everything started to change and i ended up playing i ended up playing varsity uh i started off the year on jv my my football. sophomore year um i actually didn't play football because i was hurt from growth spurts. like i couldn't like i couldn't i couldn't do nothing like my body was just like sore like, for real. So I didn't play football my year. sophomore year.
0: Hold on. Allen Robinson, who you are right this second, yeah. did not play sophomore nope. year? No. Nope. On some my body hurts.
2: Yeah, like I couldn't I could <laughs> I couldn't run. Like I couldn't run, I couldn't do right, nothing. Cause change, right cuz you
0: changed, right? All of like, a sudden you're not a running back's body. Exactly. So like you're my whole look, my whole body has as changed. Like a corner even. Like it's so crazy. I go from like
2: I go from like 5'7 five, 5'8 five, to like 6one and a 1/2 6'2. So my whole body has like changed and like I'm progressively getting better but like over the summer like I couldn't do summer workouts and stuff so by the time November December hit I'm feeling good I'm ready to play basketball so then I play basketball I start off on JV um those dudes kind of transfer throughout the course of the year it's a lot of stuff like they're missing games like it's a lot going on like my school is like the literally like the NBA when it comes to like dudes who like I don't want to be here you know what I'm saying again you got dudes like not coming to practice just because like just they're really- like a transfer guy yeah. process, they're looking at other schools and stuff. So long story short, they end up transferring. I get moved up to varsity into my sophomore year, and then I then the following year, now I'm on varsity. I'm 6'3", Everything's like locked. Yeah.
0: Junior year football, what happens?
2: Uh, I have a good year. Um, I play wide uh, receiver. I play receiver. I play receiver and corner.
0: You, so you were corner and running back prior to that. Could you always catch? I could
2: you... always catch, and I remember having a conversation with my dad after hitting a growth spurt, they like, you know, because I didn't play my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. So, my, so then like that whole like, off, like the whole old spring after basketball, I was like, all right, like we about to like, you're about to play receiver.
3: Mm-hmm. And I'm what like, you damn,
2: I've played running back my whole life. Like I don't know how it really is to play receiver, you know? So, I mean. It didn't, Any
0: advantages it, it, from playing running back? A, your hook? a
2: ton. How you just see the field and movements and stuff is different. Even when you catch the ball and how you like press blocks. So one of the things that's crazy, things like and obviously
0: that, I quadrupled down once you signed with us, like, Watching you, like, do you like? I'm about to give you a huge compliment. You know, in comparison to all the jet receivers I've watched, and like through the years, like, your separation sometimes feels uncomfortable. Like, do you think that's running back?
2: For sure, for sure. Really, just got. It's being able to move it, and even like when you see the when you catch the ball and like seeing different like angles and things like that is all. in my, I would attest to being a running back. You know, because I like I played running back. I mean, I played yeah, I played running back my whole life up until my junior year in high school so then i played running i played receiver my junior year senior year freshman year in college sophomore year junior year in college before i got to the nfl that was the only time i played receiver was like those five years
0: when did it click receiver
2: i'll probably say going into my senior year
0: during that spring and during, summer yeah
2: during that spring it clicked. i would say Why? basketball basketball too both um I just Did you think the, as a
0: freshman that you were gonna be or a sophomore you were gonna be a basketball player? For
2: sure. Me and me and my one of my high school coaches used to have a bet. He's always telling me your first offer is gonna come from from like your first big offer is gonna come from football before basketball. And then we used to always go back and forth with it. And like going into my senior year, like I said my junior year, like I'm like literally taking a nap. He like texts me a number, he's like, Yo, call this number. So I called the number, they answer the phone, it's um it's uh, the Minnesota coaching staff. And they and, and that was my first offer. Actually, my first offer was a Big Ten offer. That's cool. So um, after that, you know, everything just changed. It, it got real. Because my parents, and and shout out to my parents, because throughout the whole process of it, like my mom is still at my house right now, has like a <laughs> whole thick book of like everybody that like sent me letters, the places, the schools that I wanted to go to, us sending out questionnaires, us making like highlight tapes and things like that, sending them to different schools and stuff. So uh, my parents definitely were um, – Heavily involved.
0: Were your parents athletes?
2: They were not. They were not. I just think that for my parents, you know, from five years old, I probably have been one of the most competitive, probably even before that, probably one of the most competitive kids in sports that like you probably could.
0: Did you cry when you lost?
2: Of course. Like, I
0: cried basically until I was like 12, if I lost in anything. I was also so confident, I was delusional. Same. I was. I, I cried because I was stunned I didn't win.
2: Same, same. And then I remember it used to be so it used to be so bad. And my dad was like, look, like, you win a lot of games. <laughs> he stopped crying. Yeah, like, He's you like, win a lot, lot of long. games. <laughs> no, so. And I always tell people, you know, having, you know what I'm saying, having kids and, like, having, like, I don't know how I would want to introduce, like, sports to my, like, kids.
0: Well, there's a huge different variable. Uh, when I was doing a wine show on the internet back in the day, I had Wayne Gretzky on because he had a wine which is super cool, greatest hockey player of all time. And we're and super funny story, there is people, before we got on set, were like, yo, Wayne's very introverted, he's not gonna even say what's up. He does, It's not bad, just don't worry about it. I'm like, cool, of course, I'm thinking I'm the most charismatic on earth. We're gonna be best friends in two minutes, sure enough. Like, just one little opening, and I didn't know this, I didn't know this, because I don't do homework, I mentioned that I was from Belarus, he's like, my grandfather's from Belarus. Which is cool, because I didn't know, and like the greatest hockey player, having Russian descent makes sense. We got into a conversation then, cause there was something wrong with the camera actually. And uh, somehow we got into him saying that he wouldn't let his kids play hockey. And I thought it was super fresh. And um, and and that's with your story, right? Like it's same with me as an entrepreneur. Like I think every day about my daughter and son, I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna pressure them to be an entrepreneur and I'm not even sure I want them to be because you know what happens. Yeah it's gonna be comparison city. Now, in baseball, we have a whole wave right now of kids who are coming up who are the juniors. Vlad, Tatis, you know, Biggio, Bichette. I mean, it's crazy in baseball right now. Uh, We see it in football, right? You know, like uh, the Bosa's, right? You know, you see it, but like, it's an interesting conversation of like, do you want your child to do it when they have to look up to something? You're gonna have some real all-time success.
2: For sure, I mean, for me, honestly, I wouldn't. Um, I'm kind of selfish in that sense. I, I tell people all the time. You know, what I'm saying like, um, like when I, you know what I'm saying like uh, when I have a son, I want to play like quarterback. <laughs> I tell everybody <laughs> that. You know, but um, and You want to make him the player and, you wish and, through to you. And, your and whole that's kind of yeah. That's kind of yeah. the, the selfish me. But you know, I think in general of sports, like I would love for them to want to play sports. I think sports molded me in a lot of different. Uh, ways, you know what I'm saying? Of it course. taught me how to go through adversity, it taught me of you know, the course. value of a of a work ethic, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it taught me the value of perfecting a craft in a sense of just learning a craft and wanting to perfect it.
0: On craft, for everybody who's listening. By the way, if you're listening, we're about to get to calls, put in your phone number on Facebook, especially if you're a Bears, Penn State, and Jags fan. I want to give you that at bat. Or as you're listening, adversity, mindset, high school life. Alan, how much, and I think this confuses people, how much film work have you done in your career? How much film? A Watch.
1: lot. Yeah, like a lot.
0: like tell tell the averages out there. Like, I think they just don't realize how much studying you do.
2: Yeah, a lot. That's the thing. I mean, most of our days is watching film. You know, what I mean, if you look at even like now, you know, yeah. just like when we come into the facility, like we're in a facility, ten to eleven hours a day. I probably say, do
0: you like film work or do you hate? I
2: it? do. I like. Do it. You like it? Yeah, I like. And it.
0: And are you like straight up looking for like, oh, this dude on the lions, he has a tick. For like, sure. like you're looking for the subtle
2: when you're watching defenses you know watching tendencies watching players weaknesses also for me i'm big on i like watching other receivers you know mm-hmm. right now even in my ipad you know um over this next month before i get back to ota time i for sure you know watch all of amari cooper's targets watch all of keenan allen's targets you know just guys who are who shout are, out
0: to keenan allen when he was coming out of cal uh i wanted the jets to take him in the first round all my friends were making fun of me. He slipped to the third round, I believe, yep. and has had an inc- a iconic career.
2: He's a beast. And,
0: uh, and if I was the Jets owner, we would've gotten the benefit of that. Anyway, <laughs> nonetheless, Al.
2: Yeah, so just watching guys like that, like Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, because you, know, you see these dudes who are, you know what I'm saying, very good receivers.
0: On that note, pre-game workout, post-game daps, are you the guy that talks to guys before the game? Are you the guy that talks to people after game, or you talk to nobody, never, ever?
2: After game, roll. after game for sure. So before uh, game, before you, game, it just depends. It just it depends on
0: if you went to college with them and you are your boy.
2: It's tough to say. Like, would
0: you go up to like you play the Falcons next year? Will you go up to Julio if you're both running there early, yeah. even before the sign, yeah, yeah 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 early? Probably. Yeah, we yeah. be like, yo, good year. you sure, well. sure. Well, Safe sure. well. Stay healthy, fam. Yeah, like that def-
2: kind of definitely. Definitely. Because again, I mean, you see, Because you're competitive dudes, for sure. So I'm like, but see, this is the thing about football. Personally, personally, I'm competitive, but me personally. I'm not going up against Julio. I agree. You know what I'm saying? So just so it's I'm kind of like, like
0: the Falcons.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. But you know what I'm, I'm saying?
0: I'm you know I've always Now wondered, cornerback
2: wise. Corner? No, no, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Because I'm I'm real cool with Darius Slay, and we play against yeah. each other. You killed that. <laughs> shout out to Darius, Darius Slay. Darius, I know board. you're about
0: to get paid, so good for you. But bro, um, Allen got you last year. That one play <laughs> still That's the play I was referencing on separation, bro.
2: So like Slay, I won't talk to him before the game. You know what I'm saying? But after game, after the game, all love. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's my boy. Like, like, um, you know what I'm saying. We came out a year apart. You know, we started off in the same agency. You know what I'm saying. So just yeah, over cool. time, I got. What to, about
0: what about when you? Who's in the league that you went to school with?
2: Uh, Adrian Amos. Oh, I love that. Did not talk to him before the game, and but that's my that's fun, my right? that's my boy. You know but what I'm after saying? The game like, is fun, right? yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. What about the week ahead? Like when you're playing Slay? Like when you text him on Wednesday? Like, boy, I got you. No, nah, no, nah, okay.
2: Nah. Yeah, I don't get. No, I don't None get, to, nah, I don't okay. get too caught up into that. Oh, I'm really like when it comes to. When it comes to during the season, I'm really like probably the most quiet, quiet and like boring Insular. person.
0: Good, I know like, that. I don't
2: do like, bro. I
0: don't even hit you up during the, the season. season. I
2: don't do anything. I
0: don't, literally, you know, I don't even mm-hmm. talk to you. I know you're in your cocoon.
2: Yeah, that's what. That's really what it is. That's really what it is. It's just being in a literally in a cocoon because that's the it. thing you have. Your days are seven to seven, pretty much.
0: I get it. You got numbers? Yeah. Let's get one in real quick. This is fun, Alan. I get that cocoon man. My big thing is I used to think that I wouldn't dap after the game because I was such a sore sport mm-hmm. and used to, like spit in my hand for like that literally <laughs> and like cry and leave. As I've gotten older, I'm like, oh no, no, no. I am competitive on the field. But after the game, I'm like, how's your mother? You for know, sure. like I'm a human. So, and I've seen that myself in business. Like I'm, I'm a human to my competitors in and business. And that's the
2: thing. And then you respect your competitors.
0: I, that's for I respect a lot. I respect you anybody know? going for it for real. Jared. Jared. Hello? Jared, it's Gary Vaynerchuk and Alan Robinson.
2: Yo, what's good, Jared? No
3: way. Oh my goodness, this is life changing. I've entered probably 150,000 of these and it's never worked, but God told me to do it this morning. Let's go, God? Here we are. God. Pray from God. Or intuition or whatever it is, the Gary V magic. You're a magical man, so you never know with you.
0: <laughs> Thank you, brother. Where are you from and what's your question?
3: So uh, I'm from Colorado, Las Vegas. I'm 21 years old. I spent about uh, 10 and 12 years in the bowl, uh, mostly from Colorado in the Grand Junction, Aspen area. And uh, I'm a musician, and I played football for nine years. And, you know, this is probably the only opportunity I'm going to get on this. But one day I'm also going to say, and Alan, I'm going to meet you too now that we've you know, had this phone conversation, but definitely. I'm going to meet V and I'm going to change the, the music industry and the world for the better. Let me give, you, let me,
0: let me give you a sneak peek. I think, the Jets, right. I think the Jets play the Bears in two years, <laughs> so like when that schedule comes out, you should definitely take a look. I, now that we're, we might be going to a 17-game schedule, my ability to know who the Jets play nine years out is changing a little bit, <laughs> but, but that's going to be your hack, bro. You can meet me and Alan on the same day.
3: That's what I was gonna say. I don't care how much games I gotta go to. I'm gonna meet you guys, awesome. and Definitely. I'm moving actually to L.A. in uh, the next month. Actually, April second is when I've got plotted to move out there. Good for and you. And I'm gonna be doing stand-up comedy and music, and I'm gonna be trying to become the biggest thing in the whole entire world. <laughs> so hopefully, I can get onto y'all's level, and then we can meet and be buddies. And bro, we can, bro, games, we can, we can meet, games.
0: we can meet and be buddies before you get to that level.
3: Do whatever it takes. I don't care, Gary. I you changed my life with motivation. I've listened so. to hours of you, you know, I'm gonna be at your funeral. Whatever you. it takes to meet you, Allen. watching it. you on the field, <laughs> the motivation. If you don't have the context, it's like need. what? I appreciate Thank you so much, yeah, brother. Definitely. Do you have a quick Come question on. do you have
0: a quick question or are you just fired up? Because I like fired up.
3: Oh, I'm for one fired up that I'm talking to my hero right now, Gary V. but the question is is where do you guys see the league going for one? Like, I feel like the league went through, you know, weird political yep. changes yep. and <laughs> mainstream changes yep. the way yeah. where social media is Yeah, So in the next five to 10, where do you see it going? Is me, I'm a huge lover of the game. Where do we see it going? Great
0: question. We're going to drop you off in a second. But like, as a huge lover of the game, are you a Broncos fan?
3: Oh, man, I'm a... It's hard being a Broncos fan right now, you know? I'm from, uh, I got a lot of family from Illinois and I'm, I was born there. I'm from like, I lived there until I was one to three. So you're a Bears and then fan? I'm a, yeah, I'm actually a huge Bears well, that's fan. Shout, so shout out fan to the Bears. Bears. They're Bears and, I'm about to be a Raiders fan now though because Vegas, yeah. the Raiders bro, are moving to Vegas. But
0: this, this, this is very important to me. You need to save up some money and buy an Allen
3: Bears jersey. Uh, I, you promise, you Gary. If I believe you. This, I will. I will send you a DM and Facebook you the Allen Bears jersey. I will do buy. Me a, do me a favor.
0: Do me a favor because I want to see it. And the number one place is good for everybody to know. The number one place that is most guaranteed for me to see it is Twitter. Like if you Zach Gary V, like I just see a lot in that yeah. feed. Uh And the two one two nine three one five seven three one, my text platform, I see a lot. DM. I'm just getting ten thousand a day. It just, it's impossible. Right. right. Uh, Alan, thank you, brother. Have a great day. I'm glad you got through. Alan, where do you think the league's going next five, ten years? I set up this podcast with your thoughtfulness. What's a what's an interesting hot take or a random thought that you have that maybe others don't see? Yeah,
2: anything to I don't, stand
0: out? Uh, no, not anything too, too
2: crazy. Because I think the can I give you a crazy Can I let yeah. you
0: go. I have this weird thought that in 20 or 30 years the NFL might play without helmets.
2: I could see that. I could see like the soft helmets like they do with seven on seven.
0: You know, it's interesting. I've been thinking a lot about like helmets are a problem because people don't know their faces right, like NBA players, we hear a lot of, I talk to a lot of football players, like helmets, nobody, you know, you know this, <laughs> you're wearing the AR, but this is real, like a lot of football players wear big chains with numbers on it, because they know, subconsciously, yeah. they yeah. know nobody yeah. knows who they are. Yeah. And if you're a superstar like that, at that level, you want to, I would, yeah, I wear sure. a big number five. You know, and so, there's that, I and think that, the concussions, I think... and like, like what would happen if big dudes like that, like rugby, everyone's like, Gary, they're too big and fast, I'm like, you watch rugby? Those rugby They
2: get after it. They
0: get after it in New Zealand and South Africa and those places. And because they know they don't have helmets, they don't have as much go down. You have that helmet, you're just going in like a missile. I think my weird hot take is 25 years from now, NFL, no helmets. I can see that.
2: I can see that. And I also think that the whole, I think the fantasy football has helped out the whole like facial thing. Yeah, agree. I think that, um, my people playing you fantasy. You play fantasy? I do not play fantasy. Did
0: you ever consider it? Have you ever? No,
2: I never have. Yeah. I never have. Too weird? Yeah, I I actually kind of want to play basketball, but I don't know, just the whole like.
0: Has anybody in the league ever come up to me and be like, yo, have a good game today. I got you my fantasy Some team. people, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I love that.
2: But uh, I think that I've helped out a lot. You, you know, know the again, whole sports um, card
0: thing that I've been telling you mm-hmm. about? I, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, man. In twenty four months, because basketball cards are going through the roof, i like, some of these guys are gonna like make jokes and be like, "Yo, drop thirty tonight." I bought a hundred your rookies last night, <laughs> like just some. I, I could believe, it. and then 100%. you know,
2: now with the gambling and things like that, you know, it's everybody, crazy. like the whole like fantasy thing is going crazy. I probably say
0: fans are yelling at you. Eighty percent of the people, road, whoever, right? who I, who I ever encounter. bring that up.
2: Yeah, bring fantasy up.
0: Yeah, you're on the road. You think it's a hostile environment in Minnesota and Minnesota fans are like, Alan, have a good game. I got you in fantasy.
2: That's the exact point. That's
0: where I get, I get crazy on that as real fan. Like when my crew, like of Jet fans, like quietly, I'll never forget this. My bro, Alex Klein, clapped for AJ Green on a play against the Jets in the Jets-Bengals game. I lost my mind. I'm like, we're (laughs) Jet fans, your fantasy team, benches. I don't give a if you know we have a soft secondary. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's how it goes though that's really how it goes
0: yeah man that's
2: everybody like you can be on the roll. anyway that's why
0: everyone sucks. all of you people <laughs> let's put another number and i'm getting like if you're a vikings fan you can't like Allen. it's a rule
2: you know some vikings fan <laughs> hey it's some vikings fan that you'll see they, i got you on fantasy
0: have a big game but i yep. hope you lose they try that's to like hedge you with that be the best you, you, that's like the Alan's best and that's
2: like the best feeling as a player in a hostile environment. <laughs> Hello? Of course. in the
4: Green Bay. Cannon. Yes.
0: It's Gary Vaynerchuk and Alan Robinson.
4: I'm not believing this moment right now.
0: It's happening bro, where are you from?
4: Uh, I'm from, uh, I'm in Knoxville, Tennessee. Love Knoxville. Tennessee, Not from Nashville.
0: I get it, I know Knoxville. Well, you know Knoxville? Okay. Of course I know we... you
4: have your wine place, or is it wine or marketing that's in Chattanooga?
0: That's exactly right. So uh, I know Tennessee quite well for that reason. Uh, what's, yeah, your, I mean, what's
4: your question? Chattanooga.
0: Yep. Thank you, bro. What's uh, what's your uh, what's
4: your question? I just heard Alan talking about how like he um, was also really passionate about basketball uh, at one time in high school, playing both and seeing like a future in basketball. And I was just curious. I know a lot of athletes are better at one sport. People push them towards one sport more, mm-hmm. but they may like the other sport mm-hmm. better. Um, I had a friend like that in high school who went to go play in Miami just because he could play football and basketball at the same time. Mm-hmm. That was like really important to him. Understood. Um, so I was just curious about that's something that's not really talked about with athletes and kind of the same thing for entrepreneurship. You lean into what everybody's pushing towards or what you may be better at, or, or where you think
0: the money is. You do what you're
4: more passionate about. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: that's a great question, Alan. Did you? How did you personally think about that? You loved basketball.
2: I, to this day, I love basketball. I know I like, watched you last night. To be honest, I watch a I watch a
0: basketball game over a football game for sure, the, end of the week.
2: For sure. Yeah. Um, when it gets around playoff time, it's kind of different. You know what I'm saying? I'm like I'm like actually immersed in the in the NFL and like after playing in the playoffs and things like, context, like that. But yeah, like so friends. but for but, me, yeah, but basketball I probably would say was pushed more. I tell how you all much the time. Did you a hundred
0: debate not. When you went when Penn State, so what happened? What was your most serious basketball offer?
2: Um, my high school coach told me I could have went to Michigan State and play both. It actually was a guy named Deion Sim, Shout out to Dion who I played in Chicago with as well. He went to my high school, he went to Michigan State and he played both. You know, so um and So but what
0: made you go to Penn State?
2: I wanted to, I wanted to play football. Um At going, that into, point my, in your going life, into my senior year. You I decided. Had, going to my senior year, I had decided. I said I was gonna play football in college. Um
0: Because and this honestly, is, this is actually honestly, a great question. And he's asking I have a feeling you're about to answer. This is a good moment. Why?
2: Football was just it was easier. Not easier in the sense that's like you it's easy to it. do, but for me on the field. You were better at way it. Way better at it.
0: And did that just, then, the game just so came easier to me? So let's talk about it. Does that mean you chose a path that gave you confidence could lead to financial and for professional sure, success for, sure, for sure. over I, what probably was some—I mean, it's pretty obvious, especially in this last 48 hours I've been with you. Like basketball was a bigger love
2: for sure, um, but I just think that as I started to even my senior year, once I started to really dive in, because I mean, I had a—I had, had a really good senior year in basketball, but once I started to dive in to football and to really like put my mind there and like going into my senior year, for me, I was all—I was all in it. You know, God. so, like, I still have, like, a weird, like, love for it, you know, but just, I don't know, it, it, it was just different when it came to, like, football. You know what I'm saying? It was, like, when I would step on the field, just my craft and how I would perfect it, you, you know what knew. I'm saying, was it was a lot different. It was a lot different.
3: Interesting. And it's
2: even, it's so different that it's, that it's hard to explain. Because even, I tell people all the time, I never, I don't know the last time I've actually picked up a basketball or played, like, five on five or something. Just because my passion and my love for the game is so high, so intense. You know I'm saying? I wouldn't even want to put myself there mentally like, yo, like, let's go to the wreck and play five on five. Cause I may not leave.
0: I, I get that. It's almost like how I think about meditation. Yeah. I don't want to meditate because I'm so happy with my mental state. <laughs> I like I almost weirdly understand what you just so said. So it's like I, Like once so a normal person kind of hears that, like, you don't even want to play a random basketball game because you know you might get in it.
2: Exactly. You know how when people talk about Jordan and they joke about Jordan, and they say like 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 uh, Michael Jordan had these Car games and like he wouldn't let the person leave. Like they'll be there yeah, for like twelve. That's how I feel about basketball. So it's like I have a great I, I have just, a
0: great Jets, Jets Bears story. I told it the other day. I think you guys heard it. My best friend Brandon was a Cubs fan, baseball, and we had baseball cards together. Mm-hmm. And he came over one night to sleep over the night before a baseball card show. And we played Madden. And he took the Bears. He didn't give a <laughs> about the Bears, but he care. He was Chicago because he was Cubs. And some miraculous way, he beat me after I like destroyed him every other time and I wouldn't let him go to sleep. It was like midnight, and I wouldn't let him go to sleep until we rematched, and then I could tell he was because he was mad that I was forcing him to play, Mm -hmm. so he was like not trying, but then I countered it with like making pretend he was trying and blew him out like 72 to nothing and was like in his face at like 2 (laughs) a.m.
2: Exactly. And that's (laughs) that's kind of how, and it's crazy because the last kind of series that I played was uh, intramural. Well, not intramural, but basketball class at Penn State. We had a basketball class. Okay, And I played like my sophomore year, and I used to be so intense. I remember playing in the game, scoring like 60, 70 points. And
0: everyone's like, yo, chill. Yo, they used to call me a gym class hero, because in gym class in high school, I would go hard. Like, I'm trying to find my my report card. My report card, look at this now. This is my high school report card. I got all D's and F's on some real in freshman, sophomore, junior. These are literally my grades. This is my report card. But if you notice, only four A's in <laughs> high school Medical history. Freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year gym.
2: What is it, aunt? what health too, huh? You do thing in health?
0: Bro, you don't understand how much I check out. <laughs> I would go into class and read the baseball card guide and the wine spectator, sell and sling candy and cards, and just make money I got suspended for that
2: early on in school. Slinging candy.
0: I love it. Cam, thank you so much, brother.
4: Thank you so much. I mean, I'm gonna have friends that can't believe I talked to Gary Vee and I'm gonna have friends that can't believe I talked to Alan Robbins. It's a good day, bro. A dream moment. Thank you, brother. Take care, bro.
0: Let's get one more in. Alan, anything before we uh, get further along and and wrap up? Anything you want to talk about? Anything on your mind? Anything you're passionate about? Hmm, Anything cool? That's a
2: good question. Uh, You know, I feel like for me, I'm I'm passionate about a lot. Actually, I've kind of, it's been like a work in progress, but I actually have like some samples and stuff. I had a wave where I was like, um, making swim trunks
0: that's interesting
2: yeah so like um because this is the thing so me and my buddies we would like hang out or something but if you ever go to like a pool party or something like that like you gotta wear swim trunks especially yeah. if it's like in vegas or something of course but it's like when you go to like the the normal like store to get swim trunks all of them have like sunsets um
0: <laughs> like flamingos and
2: like everything that nobody wants to wear this you know so <laughs> it's like so i'm like like it's no fashionable swim trunks so i was like you know what I'ma just start making some. So oh, even like like all the some trucks that even like my buddies and stuff wear are all the ones that I made. Get out. I'm dead serious.
0: Is there a way to see them anywhere? Um, I got
2: I don't. I just have samples right now. So, you know, start the process. I mean, because that's the thing. When you get into clothing, clothing is um unreasonably expensive. You know yep. what I'm saying, for some reason. So just out the over the years, you know what I'm saying, I've just been kinda, you know what I'm saying, like like making samples, making designs, you know what I'm saying? So it's like my So it's what like, does
0: your shit look like?
2: Uh let me see. Let me see what I got well, there's people the listening. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. show them. Uh, so Talk it's out. fashionable. I got like any like camo, like different kind of camos, uh, plaids, uh, checkerboards. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Anything that you would kind of say that's like- Anything that doesn't have like a dolphin. Yeah, it, they're just more fashionable. Something that you could actually like, you could probably just wear as shorts. You know what I'm saying? But they swim trunks.
0: I've always thought that. Like, like I hate the concept of like going to somewhere where I know I have to go into swim trunks where I would only wear swim trunks all day cuz I'm too lazy to switch mm-hmm. and was like they need to do something with this
2: and that's the thing and that's and that's kind of what I was making like I said before you would I like the swim trunks that I make or you know what I'm saying and that I will make in the future are swim trunks that you're not just wearing them just because like I gotta go get some swim trunks so let me go to uh sporting goods or something and get <laughs> like these like swim trunks get these Shout out sun- sunset <laughs> uh surf you know what I'm saying this person yeah. surfing on my yeah. swim trunks <laughs> like I just want some swim that look one cool, more call man. Like, I love Can it, I get Alex. some camo or something that likes. <laughs> You're actually the a ADS decent
0: camo. Combo decent right fashion. Now. I actually hot.
2: love camo. I'm not going to lie.
0: I see it. It looks hot. That's funny. <phone rings> Who's this? Wayne Wool.
5: Wayne? Wayne Wool. Wayne?
0: Wayne Wool. Hello?
5: Wayne Wool. <laughs> oh, man. Gary, what's going on, man? Life's good, man. Say what's up to Alan. Yo, what's good? Alan, what's going on, brother? Look, yeah, it's crazy that I actually got through. Um, I'm actually here in Huntsville, Alabama, so I'm about an hour outside of Chattanooga. That's what's up. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm actually familiar with um, the Sasha group up in chat with Mickey, so I just want to say appreciate you for having me on.
0: So happy to have you, bro. What's good?
5: Man, what's up? So, look, I really wanted to know, um, I'm a former linebacker, a former player, and I really wanted to ask a question to Allen. Like, I have a young daughter looking to have you know, a son one day, but how do you introduce, like, manhood – in the concept of like what it means to be a man to your kids without emphasizing money and emphasizing what it means to like make money. So the things you talk about Gary like empathy, you know, kindness, understanding, those things. Like how do you actually teach that kids as a professional athlete where you, a lot of things are thrown at them and they see it, but how do you just as a person say, hey, this is how you be a good man?
0: Bro, that's a great bro, thank you so much for asking that question. Go ahead, Alan.
5: Honestly,
2: I would just say it comes down to just like the moral compass of everything you know i think if you kind of set the morals of everything i think that's what people live by you know because again growing up i mean my dad and my family you know we didn't have a ton of money or anything like that but you know everything that my dad just instilled in me in general ultimately translated to me to be able to have success you know again we didn't talk about you know like yeah it would be cool for you to get to the nfl and be rich you know it just like you know i'm saying this is what this is what hard work gets you. This is what dedication get you. This is what being able to fight through adversity gets yeah. you. You know, and it's able for you to 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 balance your life and, you know, to push through a lot of different things. You know, because that's the thing. I mean, people go through a lot of different situations. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, if you, you know, if you know your goal and you know what it takes to get to your goal and you have the moral to be able to get there, then you'll be able to get mm-hmm. there, you know, and then everything else will kind of figure itself out.
0: Wait, well, what's really mm-hmm. crazy about your question, bro, is that the fact that you're even asking it and using words like kindness and empathy, like, like you don't even know the emotion that's running through my body right now, bro. How old are you?
5: Man, I'm 31, here.
0: Man, you don't even know. Like, like obviously, because you know the Sasha group, which is the office we have in Chattanooga, like, like and Mickey, and you're calling, so obviously you know a lot about me. Man.
5: I know I know everything about you, Gary. Like mm-hmm. no cap. Like I'm I'm on my social media is the trap therapist. But like everything that I do is about transparency and about understanding how do you actually get to the bottom line without sacrificing yourself. So that was really my biggest thing. I play I played football in college. I thought I was going to the NFL. It didn't happen, so I had to say, How do I get to the end goal without you know, just go a different and, path. And then even the, like how do yeah.
2: Even though I tell people all the time, you know, like even from even from what you're saying right now, I listen to you talk you may not ultimately got to the NFL, but where you got to mentally you it's know, is, is a lot further than anybody else would have been able to get to. And I don't know if football did that for you or, or what did that for you, but I say that all bottom, the time.
0: voices, But let me say this, Damn, uh, you're, uh, you're, you're, it's true though, you're, you've already won because your perspective for the question is a winning question. Exactly. You already know the answer that you asked because you know that I, and others and now more of us are starting to educate the culture that money exactly look for happiness because yeah, exactly. even and then, of course when people look <laughs> at me and alan they're like easy for you to say but they don't know who we were pre-money Exactly, they don't know how happy was, we yes. were in our process
2: and it's a lot of people exactly. who have and it's a lot of people who have money that you see go through a lot of crazy shit, you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day you see a lot yeah. of people who don't have that much money who are the happiest people you know so i mean you can't even really correlate you know the, the manhood, the, the, the mm-hmm. kindness and all that to money, you know, it's just its mm-hmm. own morals in itself, you know, and then whatever comes from that is going to be success.
0: And bro, what's real interesting is you have a daughter, right? And you said, I'm looking yeah. to have a, a son and that's, and you know, I understand guy culture. I also first had a daughter, you know, and like, What's real? Well, yeah, I,
5: look, I, I love. I, I'm actually. I'm, I'm. a proud girl. Dad. Like, I can have sure two more girls. Right. I'm sure you the are. Thing that, the thing that terrifies me is knowing that my son is going to watch what I do. You know what I'm saying? Your daughter will listen to you. My, my daughter is the most emotionally intelligent five year old in the world. But my son is going to say, "Well, let me that. let, I let need me let me give you let me
0: let me give you a little bit of knowledge right here. Your daughter's going to watch yeah. everything you're doing too. You want to get really <laughs> terrified? You want to get really yeah. terrified? The way you interact yeah. with your daughter is going to be the fundamental. Framework of how she chooses the person she wants to be with for the rest of her life, whether that's leaning that's into somebody terrible. like her dad or running <laughs> yeah. away from somebody like their dad. So they're all watching, yeah. let's start there. They're yeah. all watching. Yeah. Number two, yeah. Yeah. number two, You, this is over. You already won. Alan nailed yeah, it, sir. which I was just watching yeah, Alan, sir. like I was like, oh, Alan needs to have his own show. Alan picked up on exactly the game because Alan is the byproduct of great parenting and so am mm. I. And the fact that you care, once you turn that fear, which I'm not even sure is fear, I would argue that you use the word terrified and you, A, may be terrified or B, you're just being thoughtful.
2: Yeah. You know, and I I appreciate that. And I'll say that as well, you know, because I mean, even even for me, when I think about having a son, you know, it's not terrifying in a sense, but, you know, when you have a girl, you know, you can just be a loving dad, you know, but at the end of Mm the day, having a boy, you know what I'm saying, especially being... Especially, um, I mean, I don't know about you, but um, especially being African American, it's, oh, yeah, it's a lot of things that you, it's a lot of things that you have, to, like, it's a lot of pressures that you put on your son before you even have a son, because you want to know how to, how to mold them to a lot of different of things, you know, so it's, and I, and, and I definitely do understand it, because I can, I can for sure attest to it when I think about having a son, it's like, like I want to be a loving dad, but I don't want to have too much tough love. Like I don't want to have too much mm-hmm. of this, too much of that. Like I want to be an empathetic dad, but I also want to prepare him for the real world.
0: Here's, here's real life. As, as the dad of a seven year old, you, you two are going to have lots of plans and lots of theories, and then it's going to be Mike Tyson. It's, yeah. really, it's really nice that you boys have plans mm-hmm. and then you're gonna have one and then their personality and their DNA is gonna emerge. Gotcha. I had lots of mm-hmm. thoughts about my little guy and a lot of things mm-hmm. are like I thought and a lot of things are not like I thought and now mm-hmm. it's round five and I've been punched in the face a whole bunch and do I have the ability <laughs> to adjust? Am I Buster Douglas sense. or my Tony cool. Tucker, right? And so like, you gotta figure cool. that out.
2: For sure.
5: Gotcha. Gotcha. By the way, sure. Tony
0: Tucker reference is a real nerdy nineteen eighties boxing reference, which <laughs> is Tony Tucker was the boxer that made me think Mike Tyson was vulnerable because he fought him mm-hmm. quite well and then the next fight he lost to Buster Douglas. So for all you boxing mm-hmm. heads, that was for you.
5: Gotcha. Man, I appreciate you Gary Allen, man. It's much love to you. I appreciate ah, it. Man. Take care of
0: yourself, man. This is what gets me fired up about life. Like that phone call just inspired out of me. Yeah. Me too. I feel it. I feel it. Like I and I feel, even say that all the time, not please. even
2: as far as, you know, like, it's a lot of expectations, again, that you may put on a son or whatever because it's like, I mean, like, you have those expectations, and it comes from a selfish a selfish sense a little bit, you know, but it's like you only want the best, but at the end of the day, you got to just take a step back and say.
0: Alan, it comes from a selfish place. For sure. And the only way to be a great parent is to be selfless. And you know this. You grew up in sports. All those delusional parents. That are ragging their kids into the <laughs> ground, who have no shot of yeah. ever being in the league. These parents are delusional. Yeah, and it's selfish. They want to feel good at the country club yeah. and say their boy <clears throat> dropped thirty nine. It's. I agree. School, sports, looks, accomplishments. People aren't reverse engineering their kids for happiness. They're engineering them for, to make them look good. Yeah. Parents, stop That's up. up. you on some real. You. Like, you should not be using your kids as a tool to make you look good.
4: And that that happens
0: in African-American culture, in Russian immigrant culture, in Asian immigrant culture, in Indian immigrant culture. Like, every subset, and even in fifth generation American white, there's plenty of that too. We need to stop. Our children are not trophies representing us. Our children are human beings that we are supposed to be molding, and that requires us to listen. While molding with good decision making, not listen when you know eighth grade Allen's like I ain't going. Yeah, no, yeah. no, you're molding there. Yeah, but that's because they saw the passion of sport and ambition and competition, so they were molding. Yeah, it's if they didn't, but they thought that you'd be sixth three and catch everything, but you wanted to dance, and they made you play football. That's up. Yeah. If they, you got it. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah. That makes if sense. you see a kid who's not good at school, Indian immigrant parent, he doesn't or she doesn't need to be a. Doctor, engineer, relax. Yeah, There are other ways to win. I know why you want them to be an engineer or a doctor, Asian, Indian, Russian parent. It's because it looks good to your parent or to your sister, but it's your kid who's going to resent you for life. Stop it. I agree. I know you do. I've been listening. I agree. So does every other person that had the miracle, and let's call it what it is, the luck of being the byproduct of good parents. That's who you and I are matters. Give me good parents and a rough situation like you and I had and I'll show you superstars. For sure. The end. Let's all set up. Alan, thank you so much. No problem, man. Thanks for having having me. Where can people find you?
2: Uh, You can find me on Instagram, Allen Robinson 12 or you can find me on Twitter, same, Allen Robinson 12.
0: Talk to me about twelve. Eight 8 was college?
2: 8 was college, 15 was Jacksonville, 12 was Chicago. For me, I'm I'm a person Nah, I like to (laughs) I'm saying when I take on new stuff, you know what I'm saying you like want new numbers. Yeah, I want I, I want a whole co- new. What was your thing. high school number? My sophomore year, it was uh no, my junior year was 32, and my senior year was one, both basketball and football. And football, my junior year was 14.
0: All different numbers all over the place. Yep.
2: And then college, I was eight throughout, and then Jacksonville, I was 15 throughout until so I got to Chicago.
0: 12.
2: Yep. Love it. Thank you, bro. Appreciate you having me, man.
0: daily, on uh, our favorite reviews. So Dean, take it away. Which were our favorites this week?
1: Thank you, Gary. Today's review, I've been in the trenches for 10 years. I feel seen. Written in by DJ Tracy. Trice says, This podcast serves one purpose for me and it's to validate that my intuition is right. There's tons of content out there that will encourage you to get started, blah, blah, blah. But I went from selling CDs and DVDs on the train and growing up into now juggling three brands. My friends and family think I'm crazy and work too hard, but I'm just getting started. This is a refreshing breath of fresh air in between the grind. Listening to Gary keeps me hustling because we are that 1% not afraid to do the work. Can't stop, won't stop. Thank you so much for writing in. And remember, keep leaving reviews because yours could be next.